Hey, everybody, it's the Drive to School podcast. I'm Pastor Goodman, and Paige is back. Paige, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. How's Christmas? Oh, really good. Really good. Awesome. Yeah. You, you had a move, right? Tell me about what's happening. Yeah. Um, so I actually just graduated from Concordia, Nebraska with my degree in theology. So congratulations. Yeah. So I had to move all of my stuff back 12 hours from Nebraska to Ohio. So that was a little bit of a trek, a little bit of a trip, but um, it was good. I'm glad to be home and I'm glad to be starting seminary for the Deaconess program in March. That's awesome. You're going to do great with the deaconesses. I uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, for today, we've been sort of doing, we've been doing mind the gap. We've been talking about these things that happen in the world that everybody in the world speaks about our religion in a certain way and trying to find a way to sort of not meet them in the middle per se, but, but find the right way to talk about this while holding to what we believe in something that other people can actually understand and, and it won't just shut down the conversation. Um, the one that that uh, we kind of threw out today is maybe one of like the two Bible verses that everyone in the world actually knows. Everyone in the world knows at least a little bit of the 23rd Psalm because it's pretty poetry, something about a valley of the shadow of death. Um, and we know this one, judge not lest you be judged, which, well, if you don't understand the 23rd Psalm, you, you just have poetry and you don't actually find any comfort in it. And if you don't have any Jesus, judge not lest you be judged just sort of sounds like, well, what? It, just, it sounds like you shouldn't be doing anything because everyone's got their own thoughts, everyone's got their own thing, and if it's not hurting me, then I guess I don't need to, who am I to judge to say what they're doing is right or wrong. Right, it, it always means that, right? Like, shut up and leave me alone in, in a somewhat vaguely veiled, nice way of talking to somebody. But what does a judge actually mean? I mean, as far as like our own legal system and where we think about it on this earth, like a judge is someone who is there that like affects punishment or offers pardon, kind of like what we think of in a courtroom type situation. Yeah, it's the word. Mm -hmm. So so the judge, his job is not to write the law. Um, his his job is is to say, well, you're you're going to be punished or you're not guilty. Um the different thing, though, is that's not the same thing as knowing the law. We're actually all supposed to know the law. I know it because God gives it to us, right? He gives us the Ten Commandments. He says, here, this stuff, real important. Pay attention. Ten points. You can do it. Yeah, we got this. There's only ten things. Like, nobody breaks those at all, do they? <laughs> uh, it's nine, and I've, yeah, uh, it's been a day. <laughs> So it, it, this is actually the whole point about it. Um, we're supposed to know what's going wrong. This is why God gives us his law. We're not supposed to say, I want you to go to hell. And we're not supposed to say you're supposed to go to hell because we have this Jesus fella who God died on the cross to forgive you your sins. And so whether or not it is a sin is different from you should be punished for it now because Jesus was punished for it. Now, when we talk about judging we're not simply saying this is right or this is wrong, but we're saying this deserves punishment or this deserves pardon. Exactly. And like, because we know that God who made the law, he's the judge and he's the writer of like what is right and what is wrong. So he can tell what's right and what's wrong. But we as Christians, our duty is to help our neighbor recognize that there is this law that we live by so that we can help steer them in the correct direction. It's not to beat them over the head with. It's to have them recognize what they're doing and help them along the way. 
Right. This is actually about love for neighbor and love for, for God's creation. And so, um, so maybe an, an example, um, if, if, I have a stop sign right in front of my house where my kids play and, and you drive through it at 50 miles an hour. I'm allowed to recognize that ain't right. Like I'm allowed to say that is against the law. I am not allowed to arrest you. I am not allowed to write you a ticket. I'm not a judge. Um, but at the same time, um, wouldn't it be great if my kids didn't get hit by a car? Like I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, if you see somebody who, who is, is um, you're especially a, a loved one who, who is hurting themselves by sin, you, you can say like the thing that hurts, I've got the name for it. I have the diagnosis for it. I don't want to see you punished. I don't want to see life worse either though. So can we, can we talk about right and wrong because sin breaks stuff, all of it, even the sins where you don't see who you're hurting. Yeah, there's no such thing as like an invisible sin because there's this thing in pop culture where it's like if it's not hurting you and it's not hurting anybody else and you want to do it and it's only like hurting your own body or whatever, like that you should be allowed to do it because that's what you want to do and you're not hurting anybody else. But like it, it's still sin. It still breaks stuff and you're, you're breaking yourself and that's not good either. Right. And, and just because you can't necessarily point to and say, this is the specific thing that got hurt, doesn't mean that, that there's not. You can do this with all of the Ten Commandments. It's always the Sixth Commandment stuff. It's always the, the marriage, the gender, um, the sex stuff that, that everybody sort of says is a victimless crime. But the, the problem with, with all of those things is, well, what if God, who is right about the Fourth Commandment, about, you know, wouldn't it be great if you got along with your folks? The Fifth Commandment, wouldn't it be great if that you didn't get murdered? The Seventh Commandment, wouldn't it be great if nobody took your stuff? The Eighth, nobody uh, spoke ill about you. The Ninth and the Tenth, even. That, that we wouldn't just sort of sit all around all day as materialists and, and scheme against each other. What if he might have been right also about the marriage stuff? Um, I'm, I'm not saying like just completely buy into Christianity because of, of marriage and gender issues, but I'm saying that Christ who conquered death itself might, might, might maybe understand this thing that, that he was there to give. And when we talk about this, again, the judge not actually is important for Christians for, for two reasons. Um, first, because, well, when we find somebody, when we're doing better than somebody else, every single sinner is going to say, all right, so I know I'm not perfect, but at least I'm doing better than someone. It's like me in, in sixth grade, whenever I ran track, I was never the fastest kid, but I was not going to be the last kid. Um, but the other side of it, too, is when they're people that we actually care about, it's funny how many reasons we can come up with with why what they're doing isn't so bad. Like, it's we're real, real quick to let people off the hook when we care about them, even if they're hurting themselves and others. That's judging, too. Mm -hmm. And that's just as damaging as judging someone and being like, you're doing this all wrong. If you're seeing somebody who's doing something wrong and you're making all these excuses for them because you love them are you really loving them by making all of these excuses? Right. And so inside of this, Jesus doesn't just leave us with judge, not lest you be judged. He actually continues to talk about it in Matthew chapter seven. Uh, Paige, you, you actually gave me this verse. Do you want to read it for us? Do you have it there in front of you? Yeah. Verses two through six. Is that what yeah. we're talking about? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So um, it continues with, for the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Time Why out. do you see? Hang on, time out, time out. right there. Yeah, so cool. with the judgment you pronounce, it'll be judged. And the, the, um, the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So this is actually where we get to talk about this then. So Paige, I'm a Christian, right? You can tell it because I'm baptized, not because I behave very well. Um, but this is actually it, the measure I want to be used. How do I want you to see me as a Christian? Well, I want to see you as forgiven and redeemed. 
yeah. by the blood of Christ. Right. So I want to see then my neighbor as well. If the measure you use for other people is, well, that's a sin. So you're, you can't be a Christian or that's a sin. So you're clearly going to hell or you just deserve to be punished. I don't want to be measured that way. I want to say that was a sin, but Jesus died for it. Exactly. Like, cause if Jesus only dies for some people's sin, well, what's the point? Like he dies for everybody's sins. And just because you see it and you're like, oh, well, I'm doing better than that person doesn't mean that your sins are less than their sins. A, a sin is a sin and Jesus died for all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's keep going then because we're, we're each down here sinning in our own awful ways. What do we do in this mess? Um, you, you were reading, keep going. Yeah. Um, so the next part is why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's the log in your own eye. So the and world then, likes this, right? Yeah. How yeah. Come? Just people kind of use it as a, oh, well, I'm not perfect. So I can't expect someone else to be perfect. So I'm just not going to mention that speck because I know I have a log. Mm -hmm. like that's it's missing the point there. Right. Because doesn't it hurt to have something in your eye? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying it's good that I have a log in my eye versus the speck in yours, but both probably both probably hurt. And if all we can sort of say is everybody hurts down here, that's not love. No, it's just kind of using it to have an excuse to be passive. And that's not good either. Like we want to actively show the love of Christ and by completely ignoring other people's pain, that's not very loving. Right. So Jesus is going to say first take the log out of your own eye, but he keeps going and he says, and then help your neighbor with theirs. So where can I get the log taken out of my eye? Where can I have my sins addressed? Well, we have this wonderful thing called confession and absolution big fan. and it's big fan. Love it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Like, <laughs> um, we just, it's where we know that we have this log in our eye. We know we're not perfect. We know we've sinned against God and against our neighbor and we go and we confess that sin because that's what we're called to do we're called to confess that and god in his great mercy gives us our pastors and his representatives on earth to absolve us of those sins so that we can go on and help our neighbor and give them that same hope that we just had in our confession and absolution Absolutely. And, and your pastor goes to confession too. Um, he, he's got his own sins. Um, it, it's not sort of improve yourself so that you're not a sinner anymore and then get to judging people. Uh, but, but rather, if you have sins and they're hurting, take them to Jesus. And then if your neighbor is hurting, take your neighbor to Jesus too. Yeah. So that's pretty good for judging. What if we, uh, we wrapped up now? Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about judging in the world next time. But uh, Paige, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. You too.